that works. Okay. <clears throat> Hebrews 12 and 14 says, Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. <clears throat> now, this passage of scripture is very clear. What's the rule in this passage of scripture? Do you know what the rule is? The rule is no man can see the Lord. Does that make sense? Because <clears throat> it says without which no man shall see the Lord. So the rule is no man shall see the Lord. That's the rule. But we have an exception here. Follow peace with all men and holiness. Now, again, for those of you that haven't been in my previous lessons, I'm just going to jump back there very quickly. If you, I don't have it in, in uh, this list of scriptures. So if you've got your Bible, go to John chapter 3. And I'm actually going to be talking about this passage later today. <clears throat> but we have the same exact rule that no man shall see the Lord. Or no man, he cannot see the kingdom of God and that he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And this is found in John chapter 3. John chapter 3, verse number 3 says, this is Jesus speaking. He answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So if we remove the exception, right, we have the exception, except a man be born again. And we read it without the exception, we have the rule, which says, Verily, verily, or truly, truly, I say unto thee, you cannot see the kingdom of God. And then if you get to verse 5, he says it again. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now these are Jesus' words, but he said there is an exception. And that exception is, you've got to be born again. In verse 3, and in verse 5 he says, you have to be born of water and of the Spirit. So you have to be born of water and of the Spirit. Then in Hebrews 12 and 14 he says we need to follow peace with all men and holiness. Without those two things, no man shall see the Lord. <clears throat> so we know of two things right now that are going to keep us from seeing Jesus. Do you agree with what I'm saying this morning? Based on what the Bible tells me, there are two things that are going to keep me from keep seeing Jesus. Number one is if I'm not born again, I can't see Jesus. I'm not going to see the kingdom of God. And number two is, the reason I say only two is because peace and holiness, you can't have holiness without peace. Peace comes because of holiness. And, and I'll establish that point later on. But <clears throat> holiness is a thing that is, I know a lot of folks make holiness taboo. The problem is holiness is not taboo. Holiness is not cultish. Holiness is not something that um, should be feared or I believe holiness, once you understand its wholeness, its completeness, it's beautiful. When people think of holiness, they think of, how do I look on the outside? How do I, it, it, it's legalism. 
people putting rules to my life. No, <clears throat> holiness is not that. Holiness is something that happens on the inside. Okay? Now, what's on the inside eventually is going to show on the outside. You with me today? If you never change on the outside, I submit to you that likely you're missing some holiness on the inside. Does that make sense today? Holiness is going to cause me to long to change and to become like him. Do you know why we should be holy? Because he's holy. He said in the Old Testament, he said, be ye holy. Why? For I am holy. And then Peter came along later and he quoted that same passage and he said, you need to be holy because he's holy. That simple. Well, how can I be holy like him if I'm a flawed individual and I got problems in life? Look, I promise you, if I don't have help, I'm, 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 I'm not going to have a clean vocabulary. I'm not going to have a clean mind. You with me this morning? I'm not gonna. I'm not going to act right, and I'm probably no. No probabilities about it. I will be a jerk. <laughs> I know who I am without God. I've been there before. Sure enough, don't want to go back there. I need His help. What is holiness? Holiness simply means to be set apart. You are the set apart ones. God has a plan and a purpose for your life, and he wants to set you apart for that purpose. But before he can use you at the climax of that purpose, you understand what the climax means? The, the top of that purpose. To use you for every single thing he has in mind for your life, the only way he can do that is if you allow him to set you apart Remove you from everything that maybe even you love and adore and say, all right, God, my eternity means more to me than my, my friends, my, my, my entertainment, all these things. Does that make sense? Because let me, let me ask you something. Do you guys know how long eternity is? How long is forever? Now, if you put time, a lifespan, can we say that? If we put a lifespan beside eternity, I submit to you, you wouldn't even be able to see a speck on a radar if you were having to compare eternity to a lifespan. Because eternity never ends, folks. You and I, it is appointed unto man wants to die. Every one of us have an appointment. I know it's not I know it's not popular conversation, but we all have an appointment. <clears throat> and one day I'm not going to be here. And it's not going to be a day longer than God intended and it's not going to be a day shorter than God intended. Everything under heaven happens because God set it in motion. And God stopped it as well. Does that make sense? 
You go to Romans chapter 13, you'll find out even the people, the powers that be in this world today. China, God knew that was going to happen. God knew about communism. God knew about all these things. God also knew about what was going on, what's, what was going to happen in, in America today. <clears throat> Is any of it a surprise to God? No. Because those people that are there, they are godless people. They don't fear him anymore. But they wouldn't have the power that they have today except God gave it to them. And the only reason they're still in power today is because God has allowed them to stay there. And my God can still, in an instant, pull somebody out of that power. Whether you like them or whether you don't. And sometimes God allows, in fact, we're no different today than the Israelites were. Think about it. How many kings were actually good kings? that ruled over the, king, the kingdom of Israel? Very few. Very, very few. You have David. Solomon was a good king, but he ended on a bad term with God. There's a whole reason why, because he allowed other idolatrous women into his life, and he allowed them to bring their gods with them, which caused problems, and it destroyed his faith. <clears throat> I don't understand why the wisest man on earth, it's what the Bible says, why the wisest man on earth would fall for all of this. But he did. I'd submit to you this morning, it's because he, he really, I know there were others that made it, but how many more of them would have made it, Brother Tuffy, if they actually had the indwelling power of the Holy Ghost? There were many that made it <clears throat> without the power of the Holy Ghost. You understand, before Jesus died on the cross and rose from the grave, the power of the Holy Ghost didn't exist in people's lives. The only thing that they had was their faith and knowing that God was in control. That's it. That's pretty, that's, that's saying a lot for these folks. Because most of these folks did it by sheer willpower and faith in God. They live for him. But Hebrews chapter number 11, at the end it says, hey, we have a greater power. And then you get to Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1, and it says, hey, we are compassed or we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. What cloud of witnesses are we surrounded by? Those that gone on before us without the Holy Ghost. They didn't receive the promise of the Holy Ghost, but they, they obtained salvation through their faith. And through obedience to the law. And here we are today. God's looking at us and he's saying, hey, I want you to be holy because I'm holy. I want to save you. I've given you the formula, Val. I've given you what it takes. You just got to be born of the water and the spirit. And you got to be holy. I want to see Jesus. I asked us a while ago. Who wants to see Jesus? Every, room, every hand in the room went up. Thing is, are you willing to work for it? Are you willing to allow God to work in your life? Are you willing to allow God to change your life? <clears throat> change is not always fun. But in the kingdom of God, it is necessary. 
our flesh has to always be brought under. The Apostle Paul said, I bring under my body. He wasn't saying he's putting something under him. No, he was saying, I am bringing it under subjection to his spirit. When did I talk about the dogs? Was that last Sunday? You remember the two dogs fighting and the Indian? I don't remember either. I remember talking about it. That's about it. <clears throat> but Sister Cecilia, she's been here for quite some time. Sister Rini, you probably heard me use that analogy before. Several times. Several times. But it's, it's still the truth. you got to understand. Inside of every man, there are two dogs that are warring. There's a good dog and an evil dog. You know how to make sure that the good dog wins? Feed him the most. How do I feed him the most? I was having a conversation yesterday. In fact, I guess who I got to see yesterday? Yes, I did. Guess who else I got to see yesterday? No. No. She, yeah, she's in New Mexico. I didn't see Rusty. I saw I saw Brother David and his wife. Yeah, they they were they were there yesterday. I didn't get to talk to him, but I did talk to Brother Sora. And Brother Sora will be here the first Sunday of July. So I'm excited to have Brother Sora. Brother Sora is who she prayed through under. That's how it goes sometimes. People have their preconceived ideas about other people. That's how it goes. This is the man that baptized them too. And uh, did he baptize any of the grandkids? He baptized Christy. I, I, I thought I baptized all the grandkids. Very cool. Gotcha. Well, we had a good time yesterday. There was a youth rally that popped up that I didn't know about. I reached out to Derek. I said, hey, are you working? You want to go with me? And he said, man, I'm working. I said, okay. Well, next time I'll make sure it happens. I didn't find out until... Actually, I found out Tuesday point, forgot to respond to them and let them know I was going to be able to come, and I forgot it was happening until Thursday. My daughter's like, Dad, are we going to this thing? I'm like, what thing? And anyway, so we're going to be doing better about that, but I was talking to the pastor that hosted that in Augusta, and uh, he, he said something unique to me, and, and Brother Goff was there as well. There's this... Uh, business class and, and help me keep an eye on the time I got 10 minutes here um, there's a business um, how can we say it it is it is I told him after talking to your husband the other day I said man I, I looked at brother Cowan I said brother I said brother you're in a cult <laughs> he said he said well that's what they keep telling me about my church too so he's like I, I guess I can't stay out of them but <laughs> But he said, uh, so there's this business concept. This is what I was looking for, business concept. Um, it's called B&I. Um, don't want to get into the nitty-gritty. I'm studying it um, because I saw, as I talked to him, I, I, I was hearing and, and seeing a lot of things that I want to implement around here that are very similar to it that would help, I think, encourage us to go forward. And I'll talk about those 
hopefully if I get a second here in just a minute. Um, but one of the things that um, he, he stated was he, they actually put him in leadership over his chapter, right? It's kind of like a union, but you only have one of each industry um, in, in a single chapter. Now, you can have multiple chapters of this thing in, in one place, but I don't want to confuse you. Um, but within this, he was put in leadership as the president for the year. So each president only resides as president for a year's time. He can be president later, but as the president, it's his job, Dizzy, to go when he starts seeing people not making as much money. So it's a referral-based type deal where, hey, you're a roofer, and I'm, I'm a realtor, right? And you, you know that realtors need roofs replaced sometimes because the people they're selling for need the house to sell, and they have to replace the roof to do that. So what would happen is you would be in that group, right, in our chapter, and so I would hear somebody out and about saying, hey, I, I, need, I need a roof. And guess what? Me being the realtor, knowing that you're there, I'm going to say, hey, I know a guy. All right? So it's referrals. And so what the, what the job is, what, what their job is together is to refer one another's businesses and grow one another. And what they're seeing, what he's seeing in his chapter is in this year thus far, their, their one chapter has and I think he said there's 42, 43 folks, maybe somewhere in that range, uh, maybe 45, I don't know, but it was 40-ish people. And he said, in that, 40, that group of 40 people, we, in referrals only for each other's business, have made each other totaled together, okay, not one individual, almost $4 million already this year, just in referrals. Now, you think about that, and then you come to the church, and you start talking about the church. As he's talking, I'm like, man, think about this. You got each other in the church. You're referring one another. Hey, man, you're struggling with such and such. I know brother, 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 uh, what's his face, just came through that. He told me about a situation that maybe you can go talk to him and find out how he handled that situation. Or, hey, why don't you go talk to pastor? Because I know he, was, he, he had somebody deal with a situation like that, and he can help you through that. You, you with me today? And we can help one another. Not only are we, we encouraging one another to, to talk with one another, but there's also this other aspect to it that, that they have. It's called one-to-one. And they are required, everybody in the chapter is required to have a one-to-one with somebody each week in their chapter. You with me this morning? What would happen in our church if we started doing one-to-ones every once in a while? Hey, would you guys like to go have coffee tomorrow? That's just a one-to-one. We're spending 30 minutes together. We're just having a good time. And it's on those moments that somebody's going to open up and say, man, Val, I had such and such happen to me yesterday. Will you help me pray about that? Talk about the power that's in that. Hey, brother. What are, you, what are you doing on such and such a day? Let's, let's go grab lunch together. Just a quick little deal. You with me this morning? Talk about fellowship. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2, after they were filled with the Holy Ghost, they did what? They went from house to house, breaking bread and fellowshipping and studying 
the apostles' doctrine. Talk about a philosophy. If we somehow, man, if you guys started doing it before I even put it down on paper and started saying, hey, why don't we try to do this, this, and this, this, and that, let me tell you something. If you guys took it to heart and said, hey, we're going to do this, we want to fellowship with our brothers and sisters instead of being off on our own, and then we come together on Sundays and Wednesdays, and, and we're trying to keep that relationship going, I believe it's the will of God for us to fellowship closely. We become the family that we, we never really had. The kingdom of God is powerful. If we can learn how to do that. But the other thing is, as the leader, this is kind of going back to the pastor's job, he, as the president of the chapter, when he starts seeing somebody's numbers start slacking off, there's only three or four reasons why. One of the things that they encourage one another is, number one, i got to hurry up, number one is CEUs, Chapter Education Units, which means you have to have one hour of chapter approved or B&I approved, whichever comes first, material that you're reading or listening to podcasts on. Now think about that. Chapter education units, if, we're as a, if we as a church, if I start seeing somebody slacking off in their, in, in, in their worship, there's only a few reasons why. Let me help you understand how. Number one, you're not praying. You may be saying words to God every once in a while, but you're not praying. There's a difference between praying and talking to God. There's a time where you get down and you start telling, Lord, all of your business. And you start praying and you let it come from your heart, not just from your head. When it's finally coming from your heart, now it's going to stop. It's, as soon as you start praying, it's going to start right here from the head. That's just how it happens. But we need to spend enough time in prayer so it goes from our head to our heart. And when our heart gets involved, that's when life-changing things happen. So number one is we're not praying as we should. Number two, the book. You're not reading the book enough. And the reason you're not reading the book enough is because you're not praying enough and you're not talking to the one that you're supposed to be madly in love with. So you don't really care what he has to say anymore. So you're not reading the book anymore. You with me today? And then... Your church attendance starts suffering. Your church attendance. Not coming to church as often as you should. It's all simple. It starts, number one, with prayer. If we're not praying, prayer in every Christian's life is the heartbeat of that individual. Spiritually speaking, if you're not praying, you are spiritually dying. And before long, you'll end up with congestive heart failure as a spiritual individual. And you're not going to end up being able to operate properly. The whole thing with this whole business is they start not making as much money. And then somebody comes to them and says, well, they'll go to somebody and say, hey, I don't think this chapter's for me anymore. I think I'm, I need to exit. 
Same thing happens in churches where people will come to me and say, hey, pastor, you know, I think it's time for me to move on. I'm, I, don't, I don't belong here anymore. Can I tell you guys something? Very rarely, I'm not saying it never happens, okay, but very rarely does God plant somebody somewhere and then pick them up and say, you're moving over here, and then in a few months he picks them up again and moves them to another place. You with me? Christians have been um, described as, in fact, if you go to Psalm chapter 1, the righteous man is depicted as a tree planted by rivers of living water. Okay, rivers of water. Now, how many times can you pick up a tree and transplant it in its lifetime? Barely one, if you talk to some arborists. And if you don't do it just right, and it don't take to the new soil, you've wasted an entire tree. If you don't nurture that tree when it gets moved, long enough for it to take to the new soil, if you don't work that, you with me today? I, I dare say this. can only do so much. Mm -hmm. God knows exactly how to replant somebody. And if God is in it and God moves somebody, he knows exactly what soil you need to be in. You may think you know where you need to be. I don't know why I'm even talking about this this morning, but here I am. You may think you know where you need to be. But I can promise you, God knows the absolutes, what nutrients you need, all of the things that make your tree grow and be fruitful. And so we got to be, we got to be careful that we say, okay, you know, I got upset with so-and-so at church. I'm not going back. Well, guess what? You go to the next church, you're going to find somebody you're going to get upset with there too. It's kind of like most of us are married or working on it. Um, we have these things where we get upset with one another. Desi, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't look at my wife and say, hey, I'm, I'm out of here just because I'm mad at you. I may want to I may want to in the moment. But I made up in my mind I'm not I'm not leaving her. God gave her to me. She's not leaving me. And the same way I feel about my spouse is how I should feel if not more so about my God. He knows who I am. He knows exactly what I need in order to grow properly and in order for God to work in me and to have his way in me 
I've got to be listening to him. Or can I say listening to him? This, this book right here. And sometimes God sends a preacher. Not sometimes. <laughs> All the time. God sends a preacher to preach to me. Me. All right. I am a pastor. I understand. But I still need preaching to be saved as well as you do. That's why I go off to these other churches. I go, I go get encouraged. Yesterday was a powerful service. We saw one kid get the Holy Ghost yesterday, and uh, he, he was, he, I call him a kid, he was 19 years old, and uh, the pastor came to me after church. He said, you know, that, that kid right there, he, he was trying to break out of a gang there in Emporia, and he said they came after him. He said, I found out who they were. And he said, I went and met that kid that was supposed to be the leader of the gang. And he said, that kid got in my face. The leader of the gang did. And he tried scaring the fire out of me. He said, I just looked at him with Holy Ghost power in my mind. <laughs> he said, bud, you don't scare me. And this, this is an older man. You guys, some of you met him. Brother Abernathy's been here. But he, he said, that kid got this close to his face. And he said, bud, he said, I'm asking you right now nicely. To leave this kid alone. He wants out of he wants out of your grasp. Leave him alone. He said, I did that just a day or two ago. Yesterday that kid came to that youth rally and God filled that kid with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. God's good, Brother Duffy. It may look like an impossible situation, folks. That's all I'm trying to say. But God, Sister Rini, he knows how to step in those situations and change them. Amen. Well, let's let's talk to God for a little while, and uh, let's worship the Lord here in just a few minutes. <clears throat>